Greetings, superstars. Welcome back to Word Up with Danny Katz, your one-stop 5D superhero listening spot. I'm Danny Katz, transformation agent, empowered badassery coach, and quantum languaging consultant. And I'm so happy you're here. Here at Word Up, we are devoted to supporting you in becoming your most authentic, empowered, liberated version of yourself. We do this by sharing quantum languaging upgrades, conscious communication tools, witchy life hacks, planetary service announcements, and high-vibing, deep-diving conversations with original thinkers, visionary weirdos, and rebel badasses. Our every show aims to expand your consciousness, raise your frequency, sharpen your critical thinking skills, and make you giggle. <laughs> Be sure to hit that subscribe button and to join us on Locals at dannycats.locals.com where you can watch the video versions of all our episodes including those that are a little bit too spicy for the non-free speech friendly platforms. And it's also where paid subscribers can tune into the second half of all my interviews and enjoy a plethora of other bonuses, including live monthly Q&As, unpublished writings and videos, and behind the scenes intel. Join our quickly growing tribe of high vibe superstars at dannycats.locals.com. Okay, now that we've got all our housekeeping out of the way, let's enjoy today's episode of Word Up with Danny Katz. Today, I am over the moon to be joined by cosmic counselor, astrologer, and generalized ray of light, the peace dealer. Before I jump in, before we jump in, to today's podcast interview, I am reminding you to please hit that subscribe button, to like, to share, and to comment, not only to spread the word, also to trick the algorithm into giving me and our tribe and the Peace Dealer more reach. Now, the way that this show is structured is that the first half of this podcast conversation and all of my podcast conversations is totally and completely free. The second half is available on my paid membership communities, both locals and Patreon. So to access the second half of this conversation with the Peace Dealer and all of my part two podcast interviews, join me for as little as $5 a month at locals, dannycats.locals.com, and or Patreon, which is patreon.com slash dannycats. Paid members get access not only to my second half podcast interviews, but to advance notice and special discounts on webinars, courses, live events, we have monthly Zoom chats. There are opportunities for one-on-one -on -one calls and connects with me. It's really a plethora of bonus wonderfulness. So I encourage you to join me at one or both of those platforms. As well, I'm inviting you to sign up for my newsletter at dannycats.com. I have taken a massive leap away 
from social media. And so given the the cuckoo-ness around censorship and shadow banning and all of that nonsense, the best way for you to stay apprised of my offerings, including the book that will God willing, launch before the end of the year, as well as those aforementioned courses, webinars, live events, as well as new Words Are Matter videos, Spot the Propaganda videos, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, is to sign up for my newsletter, um, which will also grab you a free PDF, Five Quantum Languaging Hacks for Instant Empowerment. Okay, I think that does it for today's housekeeping. Buckle up and prepare to enjoy this enlivening conversation with the Peace Dealer. Welcome back to another episode of Word Up with Danny Katz. I am joined by the Peace Dealer who might be my favorite astrologer these days. Peace dealer, welcome. How are you? Great. Thank you so much for having me. Um, it's, I mean, it's crazy. Like we, in, in the business of like, you know, breaking down the stars and the days, but these days seem like a blur lately to me. So I'll just one present moment for sure. So yeah. And is that something new? Is that like some sort of like speeding up of the concrescence or is that how you always experience it? That's a good question. It could be some kind of phenomena where time speeds up as we get older or uh, we're moving forward. I think personally for me, it's something that due to a mindset shift, I've started noticing more and just taking a different approach towards how I'm restructuring moving forward. I feel like I, I finished one long train ride and I'm in the train station to go on a new train. So I'm just like in between worlds. I That's how I feel all the time, but I'm an Aquarius. So I think that's par <laughs> oh, for the course. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay. Congratulations, by the way. I feel like that's an attainment. Oh, really? Being an Aquarius? Yeah. I see that as the, the celestial kings and queens. So you assist humanity with well, thank you <laughs> problem yeah definitely on. assist them resent them it's all happening at the same time love, hate relationship for sure totally. yeah i love doing readings with aquarians and they're like oh the pc are these mortals i can't do <laughs> seriously they're so cuckoo pants now am i right that you're aquarius north node mm -hmm. yeah and as then, am i oh nice twinsies that's beautiful. <laughs> nice. Um, how did you get into astrology? Can you walk me through your path? Yeah. And you know what? Um, it has definitely has a lot to do with the North Node Aqua. Um, and as far as like that whole humanitarian and it wasn't until my 30s, like a good eight, 10 years after I started that I realized this is more in the field of science. So I kind of approached it like it was a spiritual craft or, you know, the way it was kind of pushed or presented. And um, personally, before astrology, I was into Myers-Briggs because I was always into personality profiling. And Myers-Briggs during college, like 2008, 2009, was my first breakthrough into anything like that. 
but I realized it wasn't complete for me. Like it wasn't necessary. There was still some something missing, right? But it was still really awesome at the time. Like, okay, like I'm an introvert. Uh, I'm also, uh, uh, it was like, at first I was an INFP um, and just kind of- that's awesome yeah we're yeah. like the unhirable ones right. <laughs> so, we have to be entrepreneurs there's no choice yeah, there's us. no choice yeah which is crazy and that's what i had to learn at the time like um the 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 world i was in just it was i didn't really fit in with it and i didn't know how to make sense of that at the time so i was still in college um getting you know pursuing my degree, I didn't know it would change my major several times. I started off as engineering and then I changed to communications and then business and then back to communications. But um, I learned that that college career was to meet the right people as mm -hmm. far as not, wasn't really for graduating. I did graduate, thankfully, 2020, but you know, I, I gained so much with the the networking and the people I met. But yeah, so 2010, um, I had gotten a DUI because uh, my friend drove back from New Mexico. I was drunk. I was so wasted. Um, we had party. It was, it was, I didn't even know these people that well, but yeah, it was one of the nights I had got wasted. But what I didn't do was drive home. I couldn't drive home. I was so wasted. But um, when I woke up, I woke up parked in front. So the, my friend who drove the car back home, drove it to his home and they left me in the car but they parked right in front of his home. So I woke up getting arrested in a driver's seat and I didn't drive, but apparently in Texas, uh, if the ignition is in the key and the car, even if you're not driving, they count it as a DUI. Later, I realized the cop, the arresting officer dragged my body out of the passenger seat into the driver's seat, put the car, the, the key in the car and then um, arrest me for a DUI completely. And this is before I knew like police officers lie on police reports like that and do stuff like that. Like he, he on top of that, um, the car was parked behind another car. So on top of doing that, he wrote on the police report that I had crashed into the car in front of me. We had to get a signed affidavit from the owner of the car to say, there is no touch on my car. You know what I'm saying? And really weird circumstances happened around that. First of all, um, I had to learn those people are not my friends, like to leave me yeah. out like that. Like that was, it was, it was a really important lesson. Um, but also the arrest, the, the officer who uh, did the breathalyzer when I got taken into the station, first of all, one of the other cops looked really guilty and I didn't realize that at the time, but I didn't realize all that was happening. I was wasted. Um, right. But then of course, when I got to the precinct, the officer who gave me the breathalyzer was dating a nurse that worked for my mom in her pediatric office, right? So he recognized me and he waited a long time to give me the breathalyzer only to do it. And I still blew over cause like crazy night, but basically he wasn't able to testify in court because he got accused later of raping somebody that I don't think he really did. I think he uh, was kind of accused of it or cried wolf, but he had to get let go. And because he was the officer that had to testify that he wasn't able to do that. Plus the affidavit I had led to me getting a pretrial diversion. So I didn't really have to take it to court. I just had to take an alcohol class, but it made me really think. And then this is of course, later when I realized, okay, like 
there was all that shady stuff behind the police, which was just really weird in retrospect. But um, it made me it made me ask myself, like, if at that time Harold Camping was saying in 2011, Jesus was going to come back, like the, the end of the world is here. This is before 2012, when the Mayan end of the world prediction came. So we had that back to back stuff. And I was like, I don't believe this. My mom and I were like, we don't be- I don't believe this is this is true because no one's going to know. Right. But personally, I asked myself, you know, if I died right now, would I go to heaven? Like, was I just a lukewarm Christian? Like, you know, it it was a reality check, like hanging around people like this. Like, is this the right influence? And so it made me look seriously into rededicating my life back into Christ. And I, I, I was always born and raised Christian, but it was the first time in my life that I, I, uh, on my own took a more concerted effort to really approach Christianity more seriously and I was around certain friends at the time who would always smoke and drink and I was you know making an honest effort at the time to bring them to Christ and one, one of the people came with me which is ironic because this once again is before I came into astrology and everything so you know I was ready to be a whole theologian I was learning about Christian apologetics I was studying Ravi Zacharias and like learning how to talk to people whether they're block is with science or with faith and then that led me to reading this book called misquoting jesus um amazing book i wanted to learn how to defend the bible if people were to say there's an errant so of course i wanted to study the bible and this is where i read this book that kind of went more into now it's interesting because since then that book has been debunked i haven't read that book apparently i i I still like what i found in the book because it it was true basically he kind of just broke down the nature of how and before then i didn't know that i always thought of the bible as like one book but he broke down how you know these are canonized texts that most of which especially the new testament there weren't any original manuscripts until near 80 50 to 80 years after his death i didn't know that you know what i'm saying i didn't know these crucial details and facts which made me realize this isn't a book that you can say is inerrant and then judge other people because they have different you know texts or or ways of life and i started to that's the first thing that disillusioned me from christianity which is insane because ironically fast forward to now you know i had to go on that journey to disillusion myself from those old traditions but this path astrology has brought me back to christ but in a way that's not dependent on the bible like before i it was hard for me to believe in jesus without the bible but now astrology helped me realize that christ is beyond the Bible, before the Bible was even written. And like, you know, learning to, like learning to navigate through the misleading nature of Christian dogma versus the embracing the spirituality of, of the truth of the gospel of Christ, right? But back then, you know, I was still now, this was right before the zeitgeist and the new age, you know, blow up happened. So I didn't fully resonate with it, but it was, it was helped me to explore. And it was around this period now that I started watching horoscopes. I don't know what made me start watching it, but like I didn't know about zodiac signs, but I just started watching horoscopes on YouTube. And, you know, I would watch certain people give like the Gemini Weekly and whatnot. This was back when I started watching Astrolada or KRS or Marie Moore and or Judy Garland, just kind of give the predictions. And 
I had joined Soul Garden, a community by Christopher Watecki. At the time, before he was a Leo King, David Palmer was just David Palmer, inclusive astrology, doing a daily uh, reading. And this is where a lot of us kind of gained our start. And I didn't realize that at the time. But once again, at the time, personally, uh, I ended up being a writer, one of the Gemini writers on the staff that led to me um, getting an actual reading from Chris Rotecki. And I also got a reading from David Palmer. And that was the first time I actually had a natal chart reading. So everything before then was really just more so this sign, that sign, right? But that was the first time the concept of an actual natal chart came my way. And my entire life has changed. Like, I just couldn't believe that someone could read my chart and like know that much specifically. And I fell in love instantly and it just you know awakened my heart to just learn as much as I could about the natal chart and at the time I was in El Paso I was still in college so like I would just go to college and ask people when's your birthday when's your birthday so I could pull up your chart and a lot of the men were like oh that's for the girls like I don't do that so I had to ask I had to go exclusively to women because like men didn't care and then women would think I'm hitting on them and then I'd start to read their chart and they're like oh my god that's kind of accurate and so like I love you right and that's how <laughs> you that, see me <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And I'm not nearly as good as I, I am now. So it was a lot of practice, but like, that's what really helped me get really good. Like just talking to everyone I could on campus and my friends would get embarrassed too. And we would go out because instead of like trying to pick up chicks, I would just try and read their charts and I would just try and give them readings. And my friends were like, yo, like, wait till you take her out on a date. And, and then you can ask her for her chart. But I'm like, I don't care. I want to know. Like, it is what it is. Like, but, you know, it, it, was, it was really awesome because around that time as well, I had also met through my younger sister, someone who was more into uh, Santeria. Because mm -hmm. I had told my sister, I was like, you know, I feel lost. Like, I don't know what to do. And she said, I can introduce you to someone. And he and that was the first ever tarot reading I ever had. Mm -hmm. And he read me so specific. I couldn't believe it. And this was everything expressly my mom said you shouldn't do. Like her grandfather was a witch doctor in these arts where they kind of get these crafts. And we were taught that it's of the devil. You're not supposed to do all this. And he ironically was an Aquarius. And he played a very instrumental role in transitioning me out of that old faith into opening up to this world where he sacrifices chickens to like help people. And he does real house cleanings, stuff that I was skeptical about, but is real. You know, the thing that didn't, the thing, the lesson that we all had to learn is I had to lie to my mom to just hang out to him. He lived near us. He lied to her too and said that he was a mentor, but he wasn't specific about what he was mentoring us about. Mm -hmm. So over time, you learn that lesson of, you know, in coming into this path, um, he did teach me a lot. And that's when I learned that as an aqua ninth house, like even if certain ninth house influences may at some point try and finesse you, they still teach you the lesson you were. Because I, I realized over time, it's possible he may have just wanted me for money. Like he did see me as a protege. He did really hook me up, but he, I, I was also a source of money for him after they moved. And like it turned more into that. And I walked away from that because also, you know, coming to a head of having to lie to my mom, who she found out at some point, which I think was a sign and helped me at the time 
kind of walk away from that and just focus more on astrology. Cause I was like, should I do this tradition or should I just do astrology? And he at the time was like, screw astrology. Astrology is bullshit. You guys need to wait on transits. Like he knew it works, but he was like, you have to wait on transits. We can just call on the Arisha. You know what I'm saying? It was, it, it was amazing because it made me believe in astrology more. I was like, oh my God, you're acting like your your archetype like this i'm seeing it through so i was just thankfully uh, it helped reinforce a lot but when i cut ways with him the year after after he taught me a lot like i i do believe i was meant to learn a lot from him. he taught me how to read tarot but i perfected it myself like when he taught me i sucked my cancer sister picked it up instantly but i was so in my head but after when i started to teach myself and practice i picked it up you know naturally thankfully but that was really coming into 2012 after I separated from him and started to move forward with my channel. That's when I, I moved forward with this light work. And I didn't realize at the time he initiated me into a craft that was more for dark arts. And I didn't realize at the time because most people like drug dealers will get initiated in this so it protects them from the stuff they have to do and i didn't realize at the time that what i'm was setting out to do would put me in face of all sorts of psychic attacks so it's like you know coming into this Apollo initiation protecting me from those dark forces because even though there's a path to continue that i never got to continue that path and learn anything extra about it because the people who put me on i couldn't trust like they were in a different country in puerto rico there's a language barrier and then another priest was saying that they're trying to finesse you so I, I put that down for years mm -hmm. and now it's coming back up that I've kind of cleared that but you know I realized that's a part of my past life and my north node is in Aquarius to focus more on the stars focus more on astrology so moving forward 2012 uh, was how I really started and then how I created the peace dealer as a channel is a whole nother story that also involves my Aquarian uncle It's even crazier, but without making this like a two hour story, I'll just say that's what really got me into astrology, getting my natal chart read and realizing this is way better than Myers-Briggs. This, this is what I was looking for that I felt was missing in Myers-Briggs. And, you know, every day I just learned so much more and it's, it's been so rewarding. It's been so rewarding. Very grateful. Yeah. Wow. That's exciting. Such an interesting journey with the Santeria stuff. And I'm curious to know how your family feels about you being astrologer. Like has, has your mom embraced it? Is there a conflict between your path and yeah. Christianity? No, it's such a good question. So she's never embraced it. We have Bible study every week. And so like, thankfully, you know, she's aware of what I do. The one thing she'll say is she's never seen me stick to something in my life. Mm -hmm. Like she's usually seen when things get hard, I'll just kind of give up on it or move on to the next. So this is the first thing she's ever seen me like stick with and make successful. So as far as like the business practice of it and what I'm doing, she'll support it as far as like, not necessarily demonize me right but she's been very clear that she doesn't agree with the astrology i do she doesn't like that i do it i've been slowly but surely like recently i, I might have broken through a little bit I, I broke down how genesis 1 15 literally says that god created astrology and astrology is good and that you know a lot of bible verses against astrology are just misunderstanding misquoted miscommunicative 
out of context verses um because the people who are against astrology they're not astrologers they don't know how it works they think it's more fortune telling but astrology is just the sun is in this sign the moon is in this sign and genesis 114 says i have made the sun and the stars for signs that you can see that's astrology <laughs> and i thought it was good so you know it, but she she really personally has been open about that especially uh as a nigerian immigrant like they don't play that there either like you're either christian you're either muslim or you're an engineer or a doctor so like it's not necessarily something my parents would be proud to tell the community i'm into so i'm kind of being used to the, being the black sheep i feel like it's my role though i've embraced it my mom doesn't hate on me for what i do thankfully and you know she's definitely been able to acknowledge that uh that but the, the approach she takes is maybe one day i'll just you know come out of that and go into what i meant to do but i feel like this is what i meant to do so that is what it is yeah i mean it seems like you have a very um nuanced knack for it i mean i i, I track so many different astrologers but you understand it so multi-dimensionally from so many other angles um like what do you think it is that allows you to be so masterful with it i really uh, appreciate that question personally because uh, a lot a huge question that i would gain at first when i started was where's your sources like where did you get this information um and i don't i would never read a book for it like there are certain books i can recommend that are really amazing but I talk to the planets directly. Like I've always, I've always been in a sense to, okay, I can read a book about it, but let me get a feel for the actual vibration. And it involved being like Gemini crazy, like just <laughs> talking to them like they were actually real. And what started to happen was you start to notice patterns. You start to notice they talk back. You know what I'm saying? Like you can say like a, a huge breakthrough was when I, I legitimately spoke to the planet Jupiter and it was like, hey, I'll sing you three songs if you send me $300, which in retrospect is so ironic that I'm asking the king of the Olympian gods for chicken change, like for <laughs> a lot of money, you know what I'm saying? Like I'll sing you three songs, but you know, in less than three hours, I get paid that exact amount by a Sagittarius woman. So Jupiter's like, it came from me. I was and and the and she sent me 250. And she's like, she had no reason to ask this, but she's like, Do you want me to send you an extra 50? And because that will equal 300. And I was like, okay, Jupiter, I get it. And I, I didn't even say you could keep I said like, you could keep the 50. I was just so mind blown. So, like, you know, and that was like more of the, the climax of that experience. But before, like, I would just talk to them like I was talking to a best friend, and I would just gain insight plus everything that i would learn about it i would start to see you know and so i feel like i gained that intuitive channeled real insight and and i wanted to push that so i so i can promote to people that the knowledge you gain doesn't have to only come from a book like it can it can come from around you because the uh, illusion is a, a separation is an illusion and so, you know, when when you start to kind of open up to see ways that these omens and signs kind of talk back to you, I think that really helped uh, a lot. Just being willing to flow with what comes through, even though in most cases I wouldn't even know I was channeling when I'm channeling, it just kind of flow. But 
I really love that question because a lot of it came with being willing to be batshit crazy in my approach towards just connecting with the stars. Were you always batshit crazy in this way? Were you always attuned to not or non ordinary reality or sort of the animistic nature of the multiverse, or did right. that come on later? Such a good question. It was in it was incredibly induced by the awakening. I think the craziest part of my journey was 2012 to 2016 when I was amassing all this information. Like once I learned how to read my chart, and this happens for everyone who starts to learn to read their chart, right? Which I love Aquarius because I feel like when I do readings for Aquarius, I'm telling y'all stuff you already know. Like it's the one sign that it's like, oh yes, I know that. You're right. Yes, I know. And it's it's so awesome. I love that. But like, yeah, when I when I first learned this information about my chart. It's, it, I think it happens to everyone who just learns about a chart. You just start to make so much crazy realizations that make sense of what you've gone through. So that four-year period was just being overloaded with so much information that the scales dropped and like it awakened this fool card in me. And like mm-hmm. it, 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 it it killed my depression, whatever depression I had, because it was just open up this never-ending wellstrom of wisdom and and knowledge that you learn every day so making these realizations would excite me and open up more that I really don't know stuff like I thought I did and that would make me more excited to explore and coming into confirmation about certain things I would experiment and confirm made this so exciting just making realizations about stuff that I had either always known or or were hidden in plain sight before then I was so much more reserved but after then that's what really pushed me to just not care I was just so based and I was just so willing to push the boundaries on how I express myself but yeah I I really like that question because it was really a lot of these realizations that helped me inhibit myself and make me realize that a lot of what I thought was serious, a lot of what we're taught we're supposed to take super serious is not serious at all and is a control and a plot. And, you know, a, a lot of what really helped me be more crazy is in astrology teaching me the otherworldly nature of the spirits. Because, and to answer your question, before astrology, I was always brought up in Christianity, but in a more mystical way, my mom safeguarded us by not glamorizing that stuff. So we wouldn't do like witchcraft or stuff like that. She always taught us to follow God first, which I do appreciate. Like she, she taught us integrity really well. I've always been into mystical experiences. I've always had that yearning for it and astrology. I feel helped me make sense of it. And, and now in real astrology helped me realize ghosts are real. Angels are real. Spirits are real. Like a lot of, a lot of what these things I've learned in life, learning astrological principles will just teach you life lessons and how to play it through. It like speaks to you. It's like a language. So that's what helped me break out more crazy because I'm embracing a lot it just it was just more layers of of realizing my life was a lie and so it helped me just have so much more fun shattering those boundaries and pushing myself to be as eccentric as I could be I love that I can't even imagine you as depressed because I think it's you know obviously I only know you from your channel and appreciate getting to know you now, but you're so, there's so much levity. There's so much hope. There's so much excitement and joy. 
Um, and I'm guessing that came from having the illusions shattered <sighs> from 3D reality. Exactly. Even the depression I had wasn't even real depression. I don't, I would never say I had, thankfully, you know, especially compared to people who've gone through really screwed up things in life. I don't think I've ever had a reason to really be depressed. So like after coming into this knowledge and I would slip back into these patterns, I'd just be able to call myself out on it and realize it's not as simple as saying like, I don't have to be negative. Like there was just so much more to, to in wonder and awe be happy for any depression or sadness that I got into was then uh, slipping into the whole twin flame delusion and, you know, catching feelings and portraying, oh, this person doesn't see me. But even then that taught me so much lessons about my heart that um, thankfully, once again, like just a lot of a lot of the depression I had back in my early 20s was just not knowing what to do with my life, what direction I was going to go in and just kind of sitting in that. And I didn't know that was the pressure I needed to become the better butterfly. Right. But mm -hmm. yeah, there's, uh, I'm just so grateful, like, especially coming into that Saturn return, uh, feeling with so much purpose and just being in a position to help other people see like you have abilities, you have powers. These, these are facets of you and helping people see how awesome they are. is so rewarding. I'm very grateful. Mm. It's very fun too. I'm wondering as you're speaking, if that isn't why there is this propaganda campaign against astrology, you know, where the powers that were like to demonize astrology, because it keeps us in this like hopeless, uh, controllable state. Yep. The Leo King had an amazing webinar. I think I was live for that. Uh, the, the age of deception, amazing webinar. And he, he detailed basically religion, especially, you know, the Catholicism and pro Protestantism and how at some point astrology used to be side by side, but mm -hmm. then they started to take it out and demonize it. So that a lot of people don't know that astrology originally wasn't necessarily as demonized like it is now, mm -hmm. which is why you can see the incongruence between Bible verses that shun astrology when the, Bi the Bible says absolutely nothing wrong about you, like you cannot point out anywhere in the Bible that says astrology is bad or astrology is wrong. It's people who misinterpret texts. You can't say that when the, the three wise men used astrology to find Jesus and Genesis 1.14 exists. So you'll see verses that speak on divining. You'll see verses that demonize other astrologers that kings used you'll see verses like isaiah that talk about oh those of you who you know try and chart the days and divine the days but these verses outright don't speak against astrology as much as a specific context in which astrology is used mm -hmm. so people who don't know astrology who haven't done chart readings will use that to be all oh, see this is evil and this is the devil but you're begging the question first of all you're using the bible to make a point which is a fallacy i don't know who needs to hear that and there's a lot of like i used to be that person who felt like it was the bible or not so i know what it's like to be indoctrinated i know what it's like to be conditioned i know what it's like to feel like if you don't if you're not christian you're gonna go to hell and and in your head you will genuinely feel i would genuinely feel like i'm doing right by that person i'm sincere like and i still do believe the intent was right it's just the approach uh we just had to be a little bit different and more and more accepting you know because because there's still a lot of uh 
influence, especially surrounding like homosexuality. A lot of my views on homosexuality are very much so influenced by my religious upbringing and whether, you know, I'm still a bit blocked on whether to see if it's right or wrong. And I, I can't lie that a lot of that is influenced by the religion that I was as a kid brought up being taught that, you know, this is wrong or right. But then I recently have had like a couple sinistry reports of two like lesbian couples, like two women who actually had twin flame connections and, and, and relationships, albeit one was more masculine and played the role of like that, the masculine, but like it shattered my beliefs around, you know, these connections do happen and they transcend gender and sex. You know what I mean? So I really do appreciate, you know, stuff that challenges me like that, but yeah, it's just been uh, very defining as far as helping me navigate the right approach mm. towards, you know, sharing this. And, and it's so ironic because now I feel like my role is to help guide people in Christianity out of it where I was trying to lead people into it it's like I want to lead people out of the dogmatic Christianity and back to Christ mm. uh, right that because I'm learning like I truly believe the word of God is not the canonized Bible it's a new campaign I want to go to it's very controversial but it, I truly believe it's not the word of God is Jesus it's Christ it's mm. not like a book it's it's the living word and in that sense, the way we are communicated to by the universe is the stars. So astrology is more the word of God than the canonized book, because it's literally the language that is showing us the signs. It's very controversial to say, like certain people will excommunicate you if you say that. But, you know, um, just making that shift out of this old dogma and into you know, greater truth out of religion and more into science, which was a huge breakthrough, learning to see this as less of some new age magic spiritual belief mm -hmm. and what it truly is, a scientific practice and language and breaking through a lot of the stigma of scientists with their materialist reductionists who know nothing about astrology and religious mm -hmm. experts with their dogma who also know nothing about astrology and then <laughs> us in the middle who have to like, help break through the misconceptions and, and you know guide people to the truth so yeah that was chock full there's so many pieces there i mean i just want to honor and acknowledge your self-awareness in terms of still finding your own clarity around homosexuality and you know thank you so much for being honest about that and sharing that with us um and it sounds like like in this kind of chunk there's so many like highly charged controversial bits and pieces we've we've touched on you know if it's homosexuality if it's christ if it's astrology um i know jesus christ is such a controversial figure i grew up jewish mm -hmm. and there was a point in my life where i broke away from that and i you know i draw so i doodled a sticker of jesus and like a flower of life and i put it on a water bottle uh, and my mom was like oh so you're into jesus now and she was super offended and i'm like how can you be offended by Christ consciousness? Like what, like how, how far off the rails have we gone as a culture if this is offensive to you? <laughs> yeah, that's deep, that's very deep. Yeah, and then just your chosen path. Um, I find it interesting coming from a religious upbringing and then you have consensus reality that also likes to take a dump on astrology um, and you're here holding down those vibes. So what is that like, you know, 
separate from family, which is obviously so immediate, but something that like, you know, Wikipedia loves to shit on as a pseudoscience or, you know, like this thing that half of the planet thinks is fake. Exactly. And it's really out of fear because, you know, millionaires don't use astrology, billionaires do. And how are you going to control a whole mass populace if they know their moon sign and they know they have a destiny in the North Node and that what actually governs their career life and authority isn't the government, it's them. You know, these people are well aware of the benefits and power of astrology. Most of the people who run this world are Rosicrucians or Masons, and they all know astrology. Mm-hmm. They all know astrology. So it's, ve- it's, it's, it's very, I, I hope to do a documentary soon about it, but it's very masterful, the disinformation that through centuries they've done to make sure you don't take this serious. Astrology is the key to unlock, you know, your deeper blueprint, whether through human design or other such mythologies. So if they can get scientists to dismiss it, it's not going to be taught in schools. If they can get religions to dismiss it, then it's not going to be developed in your faith. Um, And the thing here is it's purely disinformation because there is scientific evidence and proof to prove that astrology is a science and not rubbish. There has been Mars experiments replicated by skeptics to prove astrology wrong, specifically uh, by French scientists who wanted to replicate an experiment of Mars. So scientists took all sorts of athletes' charts and they realized what they all had in common is they all have prominent Mars. Mm -hmm. And so these scientists want to be like, okay, that's bullshit. We're going to prove it wrong. And they did it better and proved it right didn't publish the results. So you have a lot of bias and peer-reviewed journalism um, that once again, on top of the disinformation campaign that BBC, you can see noted in BBC since the late 90s, where every two years they recycle this garbage of your zodiac sign has changed. You see how they always make it look like a new discovery. They've had this new discovery since the late 90s because they have to go out of their way to misinform budding children that it's not cool to know this, you're a pseudo, but it's not working because more and more people than ever are breaking this through. So we are going to have that crucial breakthrough where, you know, scholars of astrology debunk entirely the scientists that push this fake science, because most of the science we're taught is inconclusive. You're only teaching people the physical nature of them astrology the one true science gives you insight into your soul and spirit which now i've learned if you are a control system you have to have the people believe they're just flesh suits you can't have people believe that they have spirits and souls the best we can do is incorporate that in pop culture and science fiction so you think it's fantasy you don't think it's real right so it's it's just amazing to see this is only happening because they're afraid if they weren't afraid of, of people's budding potential awareness, this would be taught in schools, which I feel is my North Node mission mm. in Aqua to get this legislative, to get legislative action so that this is taught in grade school so that children are learning basic astrology before they even go to high school. Thank you for taking the time 
and sharing these attention bits with me and my new crush, The Peace Dealer. You can find the second half of our rollicking interview on both my Patreon and my Locals pages where paid supporters get access to all of my second half podcast interviews. Those web addresses are patreon.com slash dannycats and dannycats.locals.com. Before you navigate away, please hit that subscribe button. Thank you for liking, for sharing, and for commenting. And while I have your attention, as you are inspired to dive deeper into my own work, which is quantum languaging, which is all about learning how language programs the subconscious mind, our individual realities, and our collective reality construct, and then how to use language to transform all of those aforementioned levels of reality for the infinitely more wonderful, peaceful, abundant, loving, connected, inspired, creative, empowered, I highly recommend picking up a copy of my book, Word Up, Little Languaging Hacks for Big Change, which is available as a print book, as an ebook, as well as an audiobook. That's all I'm going to pitch you today. <laughs> I think that does it. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I'll see you over on one of the other platforms. Have a rockin' day. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode of Word Up with Danny Katz. Be sure to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. And as you are inspired to learn more about my quantum languaging work, about my books, my homeschool courses, my transformational and empowered badassery coaching, check out my website, dannycats.com. As well, track all of my latest content on my locals page, dannycats.locals.com. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you soon, tribe.